This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope. Hello, you're welcome once again to your program, The Heart of the Church. And for this week, we have been looking at the scripture and scripture alone. That is Sola Scriptura. We have seen this in the context of what we're studying about interpreting the scripture this whole quarter with various subtopics that with various subtopics that we have seen so far. And uh, today, as usual, I have my friends here. That is uh, Gloria Osebafo. Frank who will be helping us to go through the study. My name is Emmanuel Lai. Uh, we'll pray before we start the program with Gloria. Shall we pray? Father Divine, we give you praise for this opportunity. We ask that you delve into your word with us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And so yesterday we saw the opening chapter of the study for the week, and that was the main theme by Scripture alone, Sola Scriptura. And our text was from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, which I think you expanded on it very well for us. Maybe as you go along, you can look at it again for us. But for now, for today, we are looking at the scripture as the ruling norm. Uh, Frank, please give us an intro to that. Scripture as the ruling norm. Remember yesterday we said that our sole source of our theology, our religious uh, references, Mm -hmm. is the scripture. So that is what we are looking at t- t- today too. Scripture as the ruling source. So whatever the sources of information that we may have regarding our faith and our theology, it is the Bible which should stand tall among all of them. So that becomes the ruling norm for us. Okay. That is as Christians uh, all around the world, it should be our main focus, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Gloria, can you expand more on that? Uh, the scripture as our only source. Sometimes, you see, as churches or as Christians we belong to groups mm-hmm. and their practices become uh, traditions and we end up in fact holding on to these traditions sometimes it you might end up considering that tradition as the word and when Christ came on it you realize that he had a lot of issues with these uh, historical these biblical groups mm-hmm. the religious groups the Pharisees it wasn't that they didn't accept scripture, the scrolls, they accepted them, but their problem had to do with traditions that had evolved with time. But whichever tradition does not confirm the word, we should be mindful of not holding strictly onto them so that our focus, as we say, the norm, mm-hmm. the norm, the norm should be what is in the scripture alone. So the word, uh, what we have here says, the test of scripture has priority over all other aspects. The text. The that text is of scripture. You know, let me still stay with you because we're looking at something about um, we shouldn't go beyond scripture though. But there's some, uh, some, some, some sources that can help expound the scripture before we come to even our text, which is First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 to 6. Frank, you get ready for us with that. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes. I remember yesterday our brother shed light mm. on it that we can also resort to these Bible commentaries, the concordances, we have even lexicons and mm-hmm. other bi- Bible writers that, yes, they have written, they provided us insight into okay. the Word of God. And it is good to consult them. But as our brother rightly said, they shouldn't take precedence over the Word of so God. So maybe you can read for us First Corinthians 4 and then stress on the verse 6. Let's go to the verse 6. 
First Corinthians chapter four, verse number six. Mm -hmm. Now these things, brethren, I have figuratively transferred to myself and Apollos for your sakes, mm -hmm. that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against the other. Yeah, so a few words on that. Yeah, so Paul is saying that we should not go beyond what is written. Mm -hmm. But that's that that does not also mean that we can refer to some mm. other sources to help us get right. more insight. Right. But the most important thing is that whatever we resort to as a way of helping to understand the scripture, it should conform. In any situation where there is some kind of conflict, the Bible remains supreme. If we are able to observe this, we are free to consult all other materials. Alright, so I think we even saw it in Acts chapter 17 verse 10 and 11. And uh, I don't know where we admonish to be uh, like the group that were researching the, 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 the scripture. Yeah. They, they make sure they read after being told. And you know, this week we are looking at the entire scripture, trying to know how to interpret it. That's a major theme of our study. But then we are looking at Sola Scriptura. That is for this week, the Bible and Bible alone. Today, being Monday, we'll look at the unity of Scripture. As we do so, Frank, please pray with us to start. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have brought us here to study. We ask that you open our minds and you commit all our listeners into your hands. Let your Spirit inspire them and grant them understanding. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 So, staying with you, Frank, uh, the unity of Scripture. It looks like we should make sure... Scripture is unite is uniform everywhere we read. Is that the idea we are having? Uh, yeah, but then the issue is the whole scripture is a united entity. Okay. The whole scripture is a united entity. So if you are trying to get understanding of the scripture from Genesis to Revelation, they have a common theme, okay. and that is the theme of salvation. So. The theme of salvation, we see it running through the entire scripture. And this is more or less the unity of the scripture as the lesson is giving us, saying that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. So yes, God inspired all the scripture as we have it today. Maybe we'll take a scripture reading with our sister Gloria from Titus chapter 1 verse 9. And then if we can also quickly look at Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 13 and put the two together to understand why it is very important the unity of scripture uh, we, we maintain it as it is so maybe we start okay. with the titles chapter 1 verse 9 2nd Timothy okay let's start with 2nd Timothy yeah. chapter 1 verse 13 2nd Timothy chapter 1 verse 13 yes hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus right Amen. and then if we can add the titles chapter 1 verse 9 if you have you can read it for us that is uh, taking the whole scripture uh, as one unit and why we should make sure it is maintained uh, the importance of this fact for our belief and uh, as we do that we would understand that it's only scripture that we are talking about here just scripture and scripture yeah. alone so let's take the titles one and it says holding fast the faithful ways as he has seen as he has been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convict those who contradict so, so that is what titles Paul is telling titles mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I was coming to uh, Gloria. H how do we put this together? I mean, uh, he said we should not take anything out of the scripture. Hold mm -hmm. fast to what we have. Yeah. How is that supposed to be our belief? 
you see, in, in Paul's exhortation to Timothy, he says, hold fast the pattern of sound words. Okay. The pattern. If there is a pattern, then it, it means that it's a co coherent whole. Okay. Uh -huh. There's no contradiction. And yes, if, if someone should even give you instruction and it doesn't follow any pattern, it doesn't even make any sense. Okay. And we, are, we have here that it is even that unity in the word of God that also substantiates or confirms our faith in the word. That gives us that authority. Interesting. We have the word of God being as just one. Frank, you mentioned something, but uh, what do we do if we find out that maybe we have the Bible with some text? I mean, we do understand, so it looks like they are, they are a bit contradictory. Okay. How do we resolve that? Yeah, yeah let's, let's clear the point that the Bible does not contradict itself. Okay. It takes time and the guidance of the Holy Spirit to, to help us understand the scripture. If we are able to do that, you come to realize that they do not con contradict. Oh. There is no conflict in the scripture. The scripture also says that precept upon what? Precept. Mm -hmm. So reading from here and there, taking inspiration from here and there, you come to understand the whole thing which is being expounded by the scripture. All right. Yes, and to add to the yes, here and there, sometimes people run the risk of um, taking the new, separating it from mm -hmm. the old. Mm -hmm. They work mm -hmm. together. They yeah. confirm each other. They complement each other. Right. So we shouldn't run the risk as Christians of at least disassociating mm -hmm. the two uh, testaments from each other. And then in, when we are studying the Word of God too, we should take into consideration the whole thing. Sometimes when you take you study scripture out well, within for one particular within one particular context. Out of context. That is when we run that risk. But when we seem not to understand, we should also consider it in context of other biblical uh, texts. Then that would help us understand it better. Yeah, thank you very much for that. And as you were saying, we shouldn't take sides. New Testament Christians, Old Testament Christians, no, it wouldn't help us. Our cherished friend, our time is up all too soon, and we have looked at the topic the unity of scripture will be coming your way tomorrow once again to look at the clarity of scripture and uh, before we do that let's ask our sister Gloria to pray with us to understand what you've done today our father all understanding comes from you and it is your word you have given us father if we lack any understanding anyway please provide that to us we thank you dear god for having heard us in jesus name amen amen, amen. so we'll see you tomorrow as we said with the clarity of scripture until then, stay blessed. So, looking at the clarity of the scripture, uh, Frank, let me come to you. Um, we want to be sure the scripture is clear to us. Is that the case we have in scripture always? Yeah, of course. The scripture is clear. In fact, when Jesus Christ was here on earth, he would just refer to the Old Testament and asking the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the scribes, have you not read? Have you not read? Have you not read? And he quoted exactly what was there in that law. You understand? So it means that it is the literal words tests that he was referring to and nothing okay. else. Okay. So the scripture itself is very clear, very plain for us to understand. 
the scripture is so plain for us to understand. Maybe you want to add something to that, uh, Gloria. Mm. We say that the scripture is as plain such to understand such that even children mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can understand yeah. the scripture. And that it doesn't require uh, any special skills. Okay. Sometimes we are fond of consulting too much. But the scripture is clear for mm-hmm. us all to relate, cool. to understand. But there is something here that to its most basic teachings, mm-hmm. to its most basic teachings, mm-hmm. those are made available for us to understand. You know, she mentioned something about consulting, and I wanted to ask you, you want to consult sometimes our pastors, even our dreams. What do you say about that with scripture? Yeah, it is good to consult. But as we have always been saying, those consultations should not take the place of the scripture itself. For instance, somebody will say, my pastor said, instead of saying the Bible says. Okay. So if you say your pastor says, or because of my dream or whatever, it means you are placing priority on those other sources other than the scripture. You understand? Mm -hmm. So yes, it is good to consult. But in your consultation, the scripture should be your basis. Now there is something very important. It tells us that the consistent example of the Bible writers show that the scripture is to be taken in their plain language. Okay. So there is nothing too much hidden about the fact that the Bible is complex. It's not complex. It's very plain. Mm. Thank you so much. Grab the word. Yes, and we are told that, just to add to what the mm. plainness of the word, rather the clarity of the Bible pertains to the language, okay. sense, and the words of scripture because there is a definite truth intended by the biblical writers mm. rather than it being subjective. So just based on the words, the language, the text in there, it is easy for us all to relate to. The words, language, and text, in that case, we get the content of the scripture and what it means. Our cherished friend out there, we are looking at the clarity of scripture. And all too soon, we come to the end of another interesting program. I would ask our sister to pray with us to understand the program. Father, Lord, we thank you for your words once again. We ask that you are the only source of wisdom we know. Grant us understanding into your words so we can go by your words. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Tomorrow will come your way again with another aspect of this study. That is scripture interprets scripture. And uh, we hope to see you tomorrow and these lessons will also bless you as you go along. Until then, stay blessed. Dear friend, we would like to receive your feedback, so call us on the number plus 233-5015-61849 plus 233-5015-61849. You can also email us at the address AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists P.O. Box KS17564 Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa 
We have another segment for you, and that is Present Truth. Once again, it is a pleasure to be with you. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord and worship him. The word of God is everlasting. It does not pass away. Even in the next world, in the heavenly worlds, we shall still rely on this world, word of God that does not fail. Shall we pray? Dear Lord, use me as your servant to talk to your people. Give us peace that surpasses all understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Beloved, I want to talk with you about something that happened in Matthew chapter 8, verse 2 to 4. Let's hear the word of God. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. And Jesus put his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. In the days of Jesus, in the region and the vicinity, where Jesus was doing his ministerial work, I want to tell you that there was this deadly disease that was incurable at the time. That was very contagious. That disease is known as leprosy. Leprosy was very deadly at that time. And people feared it. In those days, lepers were ostracized. Lepers were debarred from the society. They were outside the community, never to be seen. They had nothing to do with the unblemished at the time. They were hopeless. They were cast out from the society. In fact, a leper was expected to ring a bell of alertness to the people of his arrival. Anytime that he was about to come in contact with a group of people. In the time of Jesus, in ancient Israel, I want to say that leprosy was very deadly. But these lepers, these lepers were hopeless. They had no hope. They had no hope that one day a ray of light will shine for them. But I want to tell you, as a minister, as a pastor, that when Jesus came onto the scene, Jesus Christ, how he went about doing good, healing all manner of sicknesses, bringing the dead back to life, motivating the discomforted, calling bread from heaven for the people to eat. At that time, these lepers who had been ostracized, who had been debarred from their community, heard about the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who had come with words of revival and hope. They longed to meet the Messiah, but they were not allowed. They had no permission. They had no permission to come amidst the people. But one of the lepers decided to go and see Jesus. Even though his friends mocked him, even though they told him that there was no hope for a leper like he was, he decided to go and see Jesus anyway. He walked through the mountains. He covered miles away and distances. And he traveled from one place to another, searching for the Messiah. Lo and behold, he came across Jesus around a certain lake where the multitude had come under his feet. From a distance, he could hear the sick rejoicing. He could hear the lame walking. He could see 
the blind, whose sight had been restored. And so he decided to come to Jesus. As he was getting closer, the multitude at the feet of Jesus began to run away. And then this leper, according to the book of Matthew, came to Jesus. And he came under the feet of Jesus, saying unto him, Lord, Lord, if it is your will, you can make me whole. If it is your will, you can cleanse me of my leprosy. If it is your will, you can restore my flesh. And Jesus had mercy on him. He stretched forth his hand and said unto him, Son, it is my will, be thou well. Behold, be cleansed. And at that moment, his leprosy left him. And this leper went back to his friends and family, and they all rejoiced. I want to tell you, do you want to seek this special cleansing from Jesus? What is your problem that Jesus cannot take away? Are you a robber? Are you a prostitute? Are you into lesbianism? Are you a gay? Are you the enemy of Christ? Whatever you are, Jesus can make you whole. You need to surrender your evil ways. Come unto Jesus and he will give you rest. If you come unto me, I will by no means cast you out. He said in the book of John, I will send the Holy Spirit unto you. I will plead with the Father and I will give you another comforter. But when the Holy Spirit cometh upon you, you will be empowered and you will be witnesses for him. Jesus will make you a brand new person. I want you to believe. I want you to have this confidence. Be like that leper. Don't listen to what friends and family will say. Yes, he ignored what his colleague lepers told him, that there was no hope for him. But when he, he walked through faith, when he took a step of faith, when he came to Jesus by the lake, Jesus had mercy on him. Are you sick? Are you troubled? Are you bereft of hope? Are you challenged in one way or the other? Do you think that all is lost? I want to tell you, come unto Jesus. His arms are open and he will take you. He will accept you. He will accept you. As many as received him, he gave them power to be called sons and daughters of God. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have life. If you have Jesus, you have passed from death unto everlasting life. I want to recommend Jesus unto you. Husbands, seek Jesus. Wives, seek Jesus. Children, seek Jesus. My brethren, let us come unto him. His arms are open, ever ready to accept us unto the fold. Be like this confident leper who took miles, who travels miles away in order to seek help from Jesus. It is my hope that we will take these steps. We take steps that is in line with what the leper took. And the Lord Jesus is going to accept us and he'll be with us. Yes, I want you to say that, I want you to believe that prayer will do for you. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that I will do. If ye abide in me and I in you, then you will bear much more fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. In your career, in your business, in your exploration, without Jesus, you cannot do anything. Be like the leper. Come unto his feet and ask him, Lord Jesus, you can make me clean. You can make me whole. 
you can take me out of prostitution. You can give me my own husband. You can give me my own wife. You can give me my own decent family. You can give me my own decent job so that I will quit the 419. I will quit the cyber fraud. I will quit, I will quit lesbianism. I will quit, I will quit gay. And I will come unto you. And I will be a brand new person. May the Lord be with you. May he bless you for the time that you have spent with me. In Jesus' name. Once again, my name is Pastor Felix Tebimafo. Shall we pray? Dear Lord Jesus, please bless my listeners. Please help us to know you. Please write our names in the book of life. In Jesus' name. Amen. We would like to hear from you. So call us on the number plus 233-5015-61849. Plus 233-5015-61849. You can also email us at the address Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com. Adventist World Radio GH at gmail.com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. For AWR Ghana, I am Bell. May God bless you. A-W-R Ghana, voice of hope. Voice of hope.